New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hello, this is Ben Curtis, campus pastor at our New Vision Buchanan location. We want to thank you for joining us on this episode of our Journey Through Scripture podcast. Today, we're going to be finishing up the book of Jude. I'll be reading verses 17 through 25 from the New International Version. But dear friends, remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ foretold. They said to you, in the last times, there will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires. These are the people who divide you, who follow mere natural instincts and do not have the Spirit. But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. Be merciful to those who doubt. Save others by snatching them from the fire. To, show other, to others, show mercy mixed with fear, hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen. So now that all the hard stuff from verses 1 through 16 is behind us, you know, thankfully Jude gives us some clear direction on how to navigate this book. How, how are we to navigate these waters, um, especially when it comes to false teaching? And so the overall thrust of this letter, I want to just remind you, is found all the way back in verse 3. Uh, Pastor Bob read this when uh, he covered the first day in Jude. Jude urges us, contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to God's holy people. So in other words, we're to defend the gospel from false teaching. And the good news is that's not a fight we have to do on our own. It's a fight we do as a community. And in these final verses, Jude gives us some more specific things that we're to be doing to contend for our faith. And the first one there I want to look at is in verse 21, where he tells us to keep yourselves in the love of God. Now, for you grammar nerds, this is a plural command, a plural imperative, and I feel so smart just saying that. So what that means is we're commanded to do this together. So he's basically saying, y'all keep yourselves in the love of God. And how do we do that? Well, he tells us in the surrounding verses, we keep ourselves in the love of God first as we build ourselves up in the most holy faith. This happens, you know, anytime that we're really interacting with God's Word, we're, we're taught the Bible. When he says the most holy faith, he's referring to the gospel message and all that it entails in God's Word. And so anytime we open Scripture, anytime you hear uh, preaching and teaching, anytime that we gather in small groups, we, we're there to encourage one another. We're there to share insights. We're, we're sharpening one another. We're building ourselves up in the most holy faith. And so, you know, that makes sense. We have the Word. But then the other way that we keep ourselves in the love of God, the second way, is we pray in the Holy Spirit. He's talking here about just having a consistent and honest prayer life. 
Praying earnestly with the fuel or the fire of the Holy Spirit helps to keep ourselves in the love of God. And then the last one, the last thing that will keep us in the love of God is waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ there in verse 21. This is one of my favorites. It's not that the others are unimportant. It's just that this one's really cool. We're not just waiting around for a special day or the weekend. We're waiting for the coming of our King and He's gonna make all things right. And so if that's your desire, if you're waiting on Him and you're longing to see Jesus' return, then everything that this world has to offer, including counterfeit teaching, false teaching, all of it, you're gonna look at as just garbage compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Jesus Christ. And so we long for that day. We long for His return. Don't miss that one. Now, in verses 22 through 23, uh, Jude is going to give us some more commands, some more ways that we're to be actively engaged uh, as we contend for the faith. And verse 22, he says, these are just going to kind of be short. He says, be merciful to those who doubt. It's a good reminder to us, you know, again, not everyone is in the same place in their spiritual journey. So as, as our, church, our role as a church, when we see people in our midst who are struggling with doubt, maybe they have dealt with suffering or uh, some other tragedy that has caused them to maybe doubt the goodness of God or whatever it may be, uh, we're to gather around those people and we're to point them to Jesus. Again, I'm reminded of the story of the, of the young boy who had that unclean spirit in Mark 9. His father asked Jesus to heal him, but seemed to have some doubt. And Jesus said, all things are possible for those who believe. And what was the man's response? He cries out, I believe, help my unbelief. That's the cry of every Christian. I believe, help my unbelief. As we navigate this life together, we may all at some point come to a season of doubt. So Jude says, show mercy to one another and keep pointing one another to Jesus. There's a second category there in verse 23. He says, save others by snatching them out of the fire. Now, we, we all know from the get-go that we don't save anyone. God is the one who saves. But one of the ways we fight back false teaching is just by regularly sharing the gospel. You know, the more we share the gospel, the more we remind ourselves of the gospel, uh, we're actually protecting ourselves from its counterfeit. And, and, you know, to that point, it's not just folks outside the church who need the gospel, but it's us folks inside the church, we who are Christians. We need to be reminded regularly of the gospel. But, you know, there are those among us that we brush elbows with who are not Christians. And so as we preach the gospel to ourselves, as we preach the gospel in this church, and as we use our uh, circles of influence that God has given us to live out the gospel and to share it whenever we have that opportunity with our neighbors and our friends and our coworkers, our prayer is that by God's grace, we may snatch some out of the fire. To snatch from the fire, that's a it's an interesting phrase, and I looked it up, but it means to forcefully redirect for possession. Now, if I forcefully redirect you without having a firm grip on you, basically all I've done is pushed you. And that's not what Jude is saying. He's not saying that, hey, we're just to push people out of danger and say to them, now go live your life. The idea here, Jude is saying, we're snatching people out of the fire for possession, for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of the church, with discipleship in mind. We're continually training others. We're continually teaching them to observe everything that Jesus has commanded in such a way that it leads to eternal life. And then finally, 
Jude tells us to show mercy even to the worst of the worst. We're to show mercy to those whose very garments reek with a stench of sin. Are there some sins, you don't have to ask myself, are there some sins that you hate more than others? As we minister to people whose sin looks different than ours, we have to remember our own filthy rags that we bring to Jesus. My pride and my lack of forgiveness and my lack of mercy, it's just as offensive in the eyes of God. Notice he doesn't start with hate the sin. He starts with show mercy. And I suspect he leads off with that because he knows just how difficult that is for us. Have mercy on those whose sin is is obvious and disgusting because Christ has shown mercy to you when you were in the same situation. As we close out this letter, it's a good reminder that none of us are immune uh, to the influence of false teaching. We can all be deceived. I can be deceived. And God has left us this letter to warn us. But again, the best antidote to false teaching is simply just knowing and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. As we share it, as we live it out in this community of believers that we call New Vision Baptist Church, we are actually contending for the faith that was once and for all delivered to God's holy ones. As we close out our time today, I'd love to just read Jude's benediction over us. Uh, Maybe this could be our prayer as we close out. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy to the only God our Savior be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen. We want to thank you so much for listening today. See you next time. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.